Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to That's Joy, the podcast. Thank y'all for clicking play, for being here today, for sharing space with me today. I'll never take for granted how valuable your time is. And so the fact that you're giving me 25 to 30 minutes of your day to plug in, to hopefully learn more and grow your faith a bit more, oh, It feels like such an honor and a privilege to do that. So if you're new around here, you might not know, we love kicking off every episode with a little joyful noise. Joyful noise is just our version of good news. What are the good things that are happening in the world? Let's highlight a bit more of that. I just wanted to read another podcast review that came in today and um, it reads, so joyful and intentional, five stars. I started listening to this podcast back in January and boy has it been a game changer for me. Every time I listen to an episode I feel like it really was meant for me to hear from God. Cece is so genuine and intentional with her messages and I love how much I can relate to her. She really does bring and show so much joy through her voice, her message and the guests that she brings on. Summer, thank you so, so much for sharing that with us. I am so grateful to continue to just pour into this platform and the fact that y'all are experiencing things like this. Like when I read the reviews, when I read all of your community texts that you text into me, um, DMs, man, it just, it, it, it makes me really grateful. How many times can a girl say grateful before the actual show begins? I don't know, but that's the heart posture of today, so we're going to run with it. Today, we're also talking about all things identity. You probably saw the title of this episode and you're like, yeah, 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 I know that I need more of that. And this has really been stirring on my heart, this exact topic, because I don't think that we've covered specifically this topic yet. And so for the next 15 minutes or so, I want this to be like a hot, short, spicy one again, because I want you to be able to listen to it and run with it. And if you needed to listen to it back, it was short enough for you to do that. So um, I have been thinking so much about this identity piece, and I actually watched Barbie with a couple girlfriends when it first came out that Friday that it came out and of course all of the nation is watching this movie right but I haven't shared my opinions honestly anywhere uh on my viewpoint of this film but I think it was good however I was not a fan and I don't um say that often but I think that there was just too many it what felt like propaganda and agendas being played out that uh, were out of taste for me and what I feel as though the Holy Spirit has stirred in me um, to be on guard against, if you will. I don't want to get into a debate or highlight too much of a political stance, but what I will share is that I 
some pieces that I picked up from the film were identity issues and how much Barbie experienced these different identity issues. And then it really made me think how many people um, experience identity issues in a day-to-day, no matter if they're not fully aware of who they are, who they love, or what they are called to do in this world. And I think that we have two major issues. We have like a fathering issue in America specifically. And then I think the next big issue, in my opinion, again, is this piece of identity. Like people don't know who they are, probably because they don't fully understand whose they are. So my hope is to unpack some knowledge with y'all that I've gained through pastors, personal experiences, and again, this book that I have just been screaming from the rooftops uh, since I started this podcast, but it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. I mean, I just was looking at the New York Times bestsellers and I think his book, this specific book, has been on there for a hundred and plus weeks, which is just wild. But it goes to show you the gravity of how impactful the words in this text are. And specifically in um, the first part of the book, he talks about how your habits actually shape your identity. And if you've been hanging out here around that joy community for any length of time, then you know that I am such a uh, advocate, I guess you can say, for taking action believing having faith and then this bigger component that i feel like a lot of believers miss out on is taking action and so i don't know if james clear is a believer or not i'm praying to god that he is but um there his book is literally like the roadmap to taking action. And there's a couple lines within here that I just want to start um, off with. And there's a specific part of this chapter that reads the two-step process to changing your identity. And it's interesting that he writes it that way because really it just allows you to remember that you have the power and the ability within yourself to re- program the way that you view yourself and I think that this is so so important that we understand the weightiness of how much we're actually able to control different aspects of this y'all I mean uh, from a personal example I yesterday missed my alarm and I literally ended up missing my workout and it all was because I ended up going to bed later than I had planned and that's why I always share that your morning routine actually starts at night and so all of these things kind of dominated affected into the next thing into the next into the next and it led me to um having kind of somewhat of a wonky morning. Now, it wasn't a bad day because I had a wonky morning. I just had some off moments. That's for someone out there. But I decided today that I was going to wake up at 5 a.m. sharp. And that all led to me going to bed around 9 p.m., which sounds grandma-like, but if you are wanting to show up to be the best 
version of yourself the best that you can be, then you have to like do things that you necessarily don't always feel like doing. And so for me, I was like, okay, I need to lay in bed by nine. I need to start reading and be lights out by 9.39.45. Sure enough, that's what happened. Sure enough, got up at 5 a.m., got to read a bit before my workout at 5.45, got my workout, walked to Starbucks, went for a walk, and then I started my work, right? And so all of these things kind of go hand in hand. And I, while my workout was happening, I just was thinking about how many people will say, I am not a morning person, so then therefore they will not get their booties up and into a class this early. And it's not to say that everybody has to do a 5.45 a.m. class to be successful. Don't get my words twisted, y'all. But what I'm saying is that how many times do we speak these things over ourselves that say, I'm not blank. I don't blank, right? Whatever that thing might be. And so in this book, He literally talks about this idea of every action you take. I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. This is one reason why meaningful change does not require radical change. Something so simple for, for a believer, for someone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, I think that the way that you can build up these votes is opening up the word more, right? And listening to worship music more. And then when the action pieces come into play with creating that stronger mindset, it's making sure you're moving your body every day, making sure that you're fueling your body every day with foods that will nourish you and bless you. And I think we have to be so intentional, y'all, with these little things because they actually do amount to becoming so much more of the big things. I mean, it literally says right here, new identities require new evidence. If you keep casting the same votes you've always cast, you're going to get the same results you've always had. So many of y'all are listening to this. You're like, oh, woe is me. My life is blank, fill in the blank, right? Like so boring or so complacent or I'm just not happy. I just, I'm not experiencing the joy that I know that God has for me. And I want to challenge you. I want to stir your faith right now and saying, if nothing changes y'all, nothing is going to change. He outlines there's a two simple step process and it's one, deciding the person that you want to be and then two, proving it to yourself with small wins. This is imperative. Deciding who you want to be. Friends, do you want to be a person who is on fire for God and who is committed to walking out the calling that God has on their life? Do you want to be that person? Because it's one thing to want to and then just dream about it, but then actually not do anything about it, right? And it's another to want those things and then say, come hell or high water, I am willing to do anything that it takes to live out and be that person that I know that God's calling me to be and that I want to become. For instance, if you don't want to be the person who scrolls to social media before they go to bed and the moment that they wake up, then what do you have to do? You have to put guardrails in place, habits in place to ensure that you don't do that very habit that you know is not leading you to be that person you want to become or the person that you say that you want to become, right? And 
so much scripture, I believe too, backs up so much of this too. Because friends, the words that we speak matter, right? There's scripture that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I believe what that that means, like life and death, is this idea of anytime you say the word I can't, I don't, I'm not. You are speaking death without fully recognizing it. And there is so much power in your tongue that you're actually breathing that very thing to life. Therefore, you're sitting in a reality that is so much of this I can't, I won't, I don't. Or maybe you're someone who does this better and you're speaking life over yourself because you know that there is power in your tongue. So I am speaking words that say, I can, I am, I will, right? All of those words are more life-giving words and it carries more weightiness into the growth of where God's calling us to go. And I think somewhat, y'all, the world does a good job at this because they believe in this manifestation, right? And I think that we get to be at the crossroads that says, okay, I will not run down this lane of manifestation thinking that I can do everything on my own. I am going to believe in God and pray and speak these words and pray these words boldly simply because I know life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I will choose life. Yet, so many of us find ourselves with a lack of faith, believing that God will actually do it, that God can actually help us. And Jeremiah 33, 3 shares, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Friends, we get to call upon our Father, the Heavenly Father, the creator of the universe, we get to call upon him to help us literally like remind us of our truest self and in our identity, right? We have to stop speaking these negative words over ourselves. We have to. Three things that I think will really help you do this is one first catching your thoughts the first thing that you can do is catch your thoughts when you speak I can't like me and my boyfriend even do this like when we say the word can't even if it's on accident because we're imperfect and we'll always march towards being our best but we will fall and thank God for grace that catches us every time but we got to catch our thoughts and so whether there's a rubber band method that you do where you put a rubber band around you and every time you say the word can't don't won't like you hit that rubber band up and you lift it and you're like "Mm, nope we're not doing that today right or if it's post-its like I am a big fan of this putting post-its all around you I have a little frame up in my mirror or in my bathroom that literally has so many I am statements that are backed with scripture and I have that up there and I've had that up there since I moved into this apartment and I don't intentionally read through every single one every single day although I probably should but what ends up happening is that there are moments where I looked at that outline of all of these I am statements and God like 
statements and I'm reminded of my identity in Christ, right? And I think that is just so important. So whatever that looks like uh, for you, you just have to be intentional with one, catching your thoughts. Two, inviting in wise counsel. Who are the people that will help you hold yourself accountable? The Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? So how are we allowing the ones that we love and respect to sharpen us? And by the way, sharpening doesn't feel good, right? Sharpening is actually blades rubbing together to create a sharper point. And so if we want to be our sharpest, we must allow things like friction to occur in our lives for the betterment of ourselves and so we have to know that resistance sometimes is good y'all it can be a good thing and we have to be paying attention to that too and the third thing is if it's not built on the foundation of god it's gonna crumble now i know that i said this line last and it's technically slot number three I don't want that to get lost on you. I want this to be the most important piece that you run with. I'm going to just say that again. If it's not built on the foundation of God, it will crumble. Y'all, I can't tell you how many times I have seen things crumble before my eyes, whether it be in the workplace, in relationships, you name it. Because it was not set on a firm foundation, it crumbled. And there's scripture that shares this exactly. It's from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 24 to 27 read, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Friends, I don't want your identity to come crashing down on you. I want all of our identities to be built on a foundation of God and the truth that will speak for all of eternity. If we commit to building who we are on whose we are, we will not be shaken. Let's be the people who are truly unshakable and remember exactly who we are no matter no matter no matter what storm comes our way friends if there's a certain part of this episode that really resonates would you please let me know what that is i'm not kidding shoot me a text to 615-813-4813 and if you're not following me on social yet it mean the world if you went and go did that you can follow me at c-c-a-l-b-o-n-e-r-o on insta and on tiktok and you can follow that's joy the podcast on there as well friends if you have not yet subscribed rated or left a review you should go do that too it actually does wonders for podcasters all over so if you love my podcast or anyone's podcast for that matter taking two minutes to go the extra mile if you will um 
means a lot, a lot. And it's the biggest way that you can help that joy grow. A lot of people are like, man, I love what you're doing, Cece. How can I help? And that's one, making sure that a review has been left and you have subscribed. And then two, simply sharing an episode with a friend. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but some of my greatest friendships don't gatekeep. You know what I mean? Like if you find a good moisturizer, if you find a good deal like you're sharing it with your friends so in the same breath if you find a podcast that you feel like is transforming your heart and mind and soul don't hold that to yourself and share it with the people that you love again this is not just speaking for that joy it's speaking for anything that you hear because i think it's a version of loving others well right I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe or if you've already been saved but you're not really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you there's an abundance here. There's an overflow here and there's so much joy here. God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you and gosh, I'm proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text that number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, I'll chat with y'all next time. Thank you times a million for being here.